evening, gentlemen. Welcome back. I guess that's welcome back to both of us, right? Welcome back to I welcome back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back here with everyone. It was a beautiful, brief, it's always brief, right? However long you're going to be in there as well for. It's always going to be brief. It was, it, was, it was very nice nevertheless. And it's nice to be back with everyone over here. And we continue. So we've come to the end of another week, another productive, successful, hopping, happening, and happy week. And we are in Tetzaveh. Parsha's Tetzaveh. And Tetzaveh continues with the same thing, theme of Truma. So Truma, of course, is about taking the Mishkan, building the Mishkan. Tetzaveh is that the people that work inside of that Mishkan, the Kaihan. We have the Mishkan the uh, place where the Shekhinah resides, where we have all the vessels. Each one of them is there to, for its own purpose. The holy ark, the holy altar, the holy menorah, all the holy things that are there in the Mishkan, that's the Mishkan, <clears throat> how to construct all the, uh, the, the, the vessels that go into the Mishkan, the housing, the structure of the Mishkan. And this week's parasha, Tzitzavah, most of Tzitzavah, not all of Tzitzavah really, is about the people that work inside the Mishkan, that's the Kaihanim, how they had to dress themselves, and how we had to anoint them and get them ready for their job. So let's dwell on the first half of Tetzaveh, which is that, what we call the Big Day Kahuna, the uh, priestly garments, the priestly raiments. And let's ask a few questions over here. What? Um, I don't have that edition in front of me, but... It's, I'll tell you, it's chapter 28. Find in, in Exodus, chapter 28. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be able to synchronize the page with me. We'll be jumping around, so maybe I'll get there in position so I can give you references as I move through this. Um, in the meantime, thank you very much, Yvonne. And thank you, Rabbi Gavrilin, lending a hand. Um, okay, so we're in the beginning of Tetzaveh, page six, uh, 464. The very beginning. So let's, let's look at the Big Day Kahuna a little bit. Let's focus in on the Big Day Kahuna, the, the priestly garments. Um, Right off the bat, we see, it seems, a little bit of a duality, maybe even a dichotomy that are going on by the Big Day Kahuna in how they're described and, and what their function seems to be. And there's two different psukim back-to-back that seem to say two different things. Uh, this is, again, page 464. Perech mm-hmm. we're going to see Pasuk Beis and Pasuk Gimel. That's 28, chapter 28, verse 2 and verse 3. Hashem tells Moshe, make big day kodesh, make holy, make, make uh, you know, consecrated garments for Aaron. For covet means for honor, for glory, and lezifaris is for splendor. Okay? So the function of the big day kuna are lezifaris and lezifaris. That's what the Pazik says explicitly. Make big day kuna, lezifaris and lezifaris. For, for something of splendor, for something beautiful, so for something of honor, Pazigimu, 
you Moshe, to Dabra Kolchach, may let you speak to all those of wisdom. Asher Milais of Ruach Chachma, this is all the craftsmen, all the people that know how to weave, know how to make garments. Va'azuz big the Aaron, make the garments of Aaron, again the priestly garments. To consecrate him and to make him a coin, to make him a priest. A different definition, a different approach, and a different function, a different purpose for the Big Tikkunah. Mamish back to back. The first Pasik says, Why are you making Big Tikkunah Lechavah Lesifaris? You're making them for splendor and for glory. The next Pasik says, You're making them Lekach Lechanah To consecrate him, to elevate him, to make him be a priest before me. So if it's somehow all one and the same, so say all of them the same Pasik. If it's only one of them, only say one. Why is the Torah giving me two different spins? Two different takes on the big day kahuna, the purpose of these special clothes back to back. One is Lakash Lukhanali, again that's that's to elevate him, to to uh, make him into a priest, to to upgrade his status, to consecrate him, to make him higher than he is. That's Lakash Lukhanali, that's the second puzzle. The first puzzle says, Lukhavul Sifaris, he should look nice. He should look nice. That's what Lukhavul Sifaris means. It's nothing to do with his kedusha. Nothing to do with kahuna, nothing to do with becoming a priest, nothing to do with sanctification. But l'chavu sifaris, you know, give him nice threads. Guy looks nice, you know. So he always comes in this snappy tie over here, snazzy. I know, I know, I'm, I shouldn't be embarrassing him saying this on tape, but it happens to be. Billy is one of the best-dressed people in Summerton over here. Yeah, okay, all right, enough said already, right? Right, we're, we're making, him, making him blush. No, we might, but don't worry. I'm not alone. Come on, everybody else is. So, uh, so natural luchavul sivaris means that you should look nice, make him look nice, make him look snazzy and snappy, and give him the zoot suit over there. You know, good threads, nice threads. Brooks Brothers suit. Brooks Brothers, right? My kids are into this Brooks. Charles Tierwit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, when I was a bacher, you need a shirt. You go to TJ Maxx. You go to uh, what's the other one? TJ Maxx and um, Macy's. 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 No, no, not Macy's. Marshall. No, Marshall, that's right, Marshall. Where are the yeshiva guys go? Yeshiva guys don't go to Macy's, Rabbi say, come on. They go to TJ Maxx, they go to Marshall's, Brass maybe sometimes. TJ Maxx and Marshall's, you find the stuff that's on clearance, they have white shirts that are on sale. Burlington, that's right. I said, my kids, Zen Gavar Investor mentioned, they ordered these Charles Turwood shirts. Yeah. Someone has advice, someone has, there's someone else over here who has, who has Bachram of the 2000s at home. I see, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this. Okay, we'll have, we'll form our support group later. But uh, but uh, okay, so so you got your nice threads, and that's what lechavul sivaris means. They should look nice. They should look good. Honor, glory, splendor. <coughs> and then the Torah goes on to say, no, with the bikkuna, they're lekach lekanili. It's the uniform. It's the uniform. It's to, to elevate them, to consecrate them. So that's already some, just something we could call that a question. We could call that an observation, a kasha, a ha'ora, but something has to be addressed. Back to back again, I just want to make it clear that l'chavah zivaris and l'chavah are, are two different concepts. Just when you just translate them, they're two different concepts. One is making them look nice, and one is, one is an upgrade. They're, they're kedush, sanctification. Something you see, something you don't see. Um, going further in the Big Day Kahuna, again, getting into some specifics, specific issues with the Big Day Kahuna, um, let's talk about the Seder Hadvarim, the order of the Big Day Kahuna. It's a little bit interesting. We know that um, the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, had eight different begotten. He had eight different garments. Right? The high priest. 
the, a standard coin has four, the four special clothes that the standard coin wore, the coin hedged, that's the mechnesayim, he had special, he wore pants, he had a tunic, a gartel, a belt, and a hat. Shoes? Shoes, no, no shoes in the base of they were barefoot, they walked barefoot. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, right, in Harsinai, right? In the base of everyone's barefoot. Um, so the, the standard, the, the, the priestly garments start with the pants, the tunic, the hat, and the belt. Good. The Kayan Gadol has an additional four that he has the Me'il, that's like this long, um, also tunic, a, um, 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 what? Mantle. The mantle. Um, This is like a Spanish word for this kind of thing. Not a serapi, but a... Um, what? No, it's in Spanish? It's... So whatever. Okay, the thingy that they, you wear, you put your head through it and it like drapes down on both sides. Like a really long pair of tzitzis. Okay, that was the mill. And then the aphoid. The aphoid was like an apron. Rashi says it's like an apron. And the chayshe mishpat, that was the breastplate with the stones on it. For the stones that fold over, and it has a special piece of parchment with God's uh, 72 letter name of God inside, and it would light up, and it would give them prophecy, would give them you know communication, and the and the uh, he had a, a gold plate, a gold um, thin gold plate on his forehead. Those are the additional four that the kind God will have. And in Tzavim, the Torah goes through garment by garment, one garment at a time, how it should be made and where it's worn. Not unlike Parsha's Truma, where in Truma the Torah goes through every vessel of the basement, every vessel of the Mishkan, how it's made and where it's placed and what, it, what its function is. So in Truma we go through vessel by vessel, and to top we go through garment by garment. Now there's something interesting. If you look in Truma, there's clearly a, a order that the vessels are put in. It's not random, it's not haphazard. There is a Seder to how the Torah presents the Kalim, what we call the Kalim, the vessels of the Mishkan in Truma. The Torah starts with what in Truma? We start with the Arn Kaidish, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, we said it in our WhatsApp land last week. We didn't have it. Uh, Rabbi Aronson, I think, took over last week. So we had a special um, WhatsApp version last week that came from Eretz Yisrael, from Ramat Beit Shemesh, it happens to be. That came from Ramat Beit Shemesh, from uh, an undisclosed location in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Chaim, um, Chaim. So, um, in Truma, there's clearly a chesron, so the order that the kalim come in. It's the Arn Kodesh, and then the, the um, Shulchan, then the Menorah, then the Mizbeach, and, and the Rishonim already, you know, make, make it, you know, everything the Torah has, has, a, has a reason and has a chesron and, and a, a rationale behind it. And we start with the, what's the center of the, of the, of the Mishkan, the core. What's the central core element of the Mishkan? That is the Arn Kaidish. The Arn Kaidish is where the Luchas were. The Arn Kaidish is where the Kruvim are. The Arn Kaidish is where prophecy comes down, is where Torah comes down, revelation to Kleisol. God communicates to Moshe through the Arn Kaidish. Right? Revelation, prophecy, the Shechina resides there, hovers above the Arn Kaidish, above the Kruvim. So, so in, in, in Shumah, we begin with the Arn Kaidish, because that's the central. Kli of the Mishkan, that's the core of the Mishkan, that's in the Holy of Holies, the Sanctor Sanctorum, that's the, the Spitz, the, the heart. The heart of the Mishkan is, 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 is the, is the Arn Kodesh, the heart, so that we begin with that. One would expect, therefore, in Tetzaveh, 
that when we go through the big day kahuna, also there's going to be certainly a cheshven. There's going to be an order to what we to the 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 uh, the, the flow over here of the discussion, the description, and the function of the big day kahuna, and not unlike what we had in truma. And which baget does the Torah start with in Tetzave? Which one would we expect it to start with? Like, what would seem to be the parallel of the Arn Kodesh? What's the Arn Kodesh when it comes to the Gadim? The Chayshim Mishpat, the breastplate, where we had all the stones, 12 stones with 12 names, and we had the parchment written inside, and it would light up, and, we would, and God would communicate with us through the, through the Chayshim. That would seem to be the core, the Spitz, the central aspect of all the, 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 the garments of the Kayan of War, it would seem to come down to the Chayshim, clearly. That, that's where the, 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 the Shechina communicates through there. God's holy name is written over there on a piece of parchment. All the names of Christ are over there. That's what one would certainly think. That the equivalent of the Arn Kaidish, the Arn Kaidish is to the Kalim as the Chayshim is to the Vigan. Yet, which one does the Torah choose to begin with? The Aphid, the apron. We begin with the apron. That's where the Torah begins, Parsha Tetzavim, the apron. And, uh, you know, there's all these art scrolls got all kinds of good pictures these days. If you guys want to see the pictures over here, we have the big blue English Hebrew one, page 467. You see pictures 469, you see pictures, all kinds of pictures. You can see a page, picture on 473 of the Kayin Gadol wearing all of them all at the same time. And, 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 you know, the apron is a nice one. It's definitely one of the additional ones that on, only the Kayin Gadol had. But is that the core? Is that the spitz? Is that what it all comes down to? Is that the central kli? Rather, the central bege, the central garment of the big day kahuna was the ephod, was the apron? Again, that, that's highly counterintuitive, and we don't see an immediate reason why the ephod, the apron should be there. I mean, if you're going to go with the ephod, go with the tits, go with the golden ill, go with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the mikvas, with the, with the hat, right? You go with the gartel. If you're not going to go with the Chayshin, you could go with any of them. So really, it's two questions, two sides of one coin, which is the same question. Why is the Torah in, in, in Tetzavah not beginning with the Chayshin? The same way there's an order and there's a Seder, there's, there, there, there's a whole um, approach to how to structure the discussion of the Kalim and Truma. And we begin with the core, the central one, which is the Arn Kaddish. We would expect to begin with the Chayshin Mishpat. Why are we not beginning with the Chayshin Mishpat? And why, if we're not beginning with the Chayshin, why are we beginning with the Eifah? Everybody got that's There's definitely significance to that. There's got to be something up with this. Let's ask one more question. The the Chayshin is there, obviously, in Tetzavah. It does come into Tetzavah, this week's parasha, the, 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 the breastplate. It comes in second. It's the second one that's discussed. And we know that it's got those... Um, it has um, the 12 stones of Klai Yisrael and... It has um, precious stones that, you know, they couldn't even find these stones. The stones had to be sent via the mun. And they were inscribed, all the names were inscribed into each stone. And the Torah tells us something very interesting when it talks about um, when it talks about the names of Kleiso that was written on these stones. The names are written on the stones. And um, it says that the names of Klai Yisrael, of all the tribes, of the 12 tribes of Klai Yisrael were written on these, on these stones. And what was the purpose? There, there, were, there were two places that, that we had stones. 
There was the collection, the assortment of 12 stones that was on the breastplate. And then there were the two stones, each one on each of the shoulders of, of, uh, of the Kayin Gadol. He had a stone over here and a stone over here. And each of these two stones, the shoulder stones, there were six names on each shoulder stone. And then there were 12 stones on the breastplate, and each one of those 12 stones got an individual name of a tribe, okay? So six tribes, six tribes, and 12 tribes over here. And when the Torah tells us about these um, stones bearing the inscribed names of the 12 tribes, the Torah says in both places the same idea. It says that the reason why the stones are there are in order for Klal Yisrael to be remembered constantly before God. For a zikaron. Let's see, there's two places we could see that. Page 468 and 470, that's in the Hebrew. In English, page 469, page 471. So, on page 469, we see this on the top of the page over here. The very first Pesach on page 468 slash 469, Pesach Yud Beis. You should put the two stones on the shoulder straps. Stones of remembrance for Kleisol. These are stones of remembrance. Aaron shall wear these stones before God as a remembrance. A remembrance. God will remember Klai Yisrael now. And we have the same thing on page 470, 471 for the 12 stones that were on the breastplate. Um, it says like this, page 470, 471, Pesach Chavtes, 29, verse 29. V'nosa Aaron Aaron shall wear the names of Klai Aaron shall wear the names of Klai Yisrael on the Chayish Mishpat, over his heart, covered his heart. When he would enter the sanctuary, as a remembrance before Hashem always, for Hashem to remember Klai Yisrael. So both places where it talks about the stones being on Aaron and the stones being on the high priest, on the shoulder stones, and the stones of the breastplate, in both places it talks about the stones being there for a, to serve as a remembrance for the Jews before God. And let's ask the question, what does it mean for them to be a remembrance before God? A remembrance. What does it mean? If Aaron walks around wearing the names of the Jews, so God remembers the Jews. If he doesn't walk around with the names on his breastplate, then God doesn't remember the Jews. Well, what's going on? What's the stones help Hashem remember the Jews? The Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zulun, Don, Naftali, God, Asher, Yosef, and Yemen. Oh, now Hashem will remember the Jews. If you don't wear those stones, you don't have their names, God doesn't remember the Jews. Well, God doesn't forget anything. Well, God never forgets. So, what does it mean there a remembrance for God? And what happens if you don't wear them? God will forget. And now that you wear them, God remembers them. And why uh, is that important for God to remember them? But that's really the wrong way of asking the question. The right way of asking the question is, what does that mean, Bechla? What does it mean altogether? And now that you wear them, God remembers them. And I'm going to pause at this point to have a sip of some sugar and caffeine. L'chaim toivim l'shalom, everyone. My, my, uh, most of my system right now is still on Israeli time, which means it is quarter to four in the morning. Quarter to four, L'chaim. Did you have a night flight? I had a night flight, but you know what? Night flight. I thought I was going to sleep. I couldn't sleep. Wow. I was so excited to see everybody. I slept for like 
that sporadic sleep. I, I, I think, I hope I got to sleep to make Birchas and Shachar. I don't, I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. I don't know why. Here and there I slept. I thought I was going to be, I didn't get any sleep the whole time I was in there. So I didn't sleep like for a whole week. I didn't get any sleep. I figured I was going to be on the plane and I was going to sleep the whole plane flight back. But I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. It could be the guy next to me kept like, I kept like finding his like elbow and my shoulder and his arm on, on my, I don't know. It was, it was. So we're talking about the love. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. But it, it's good. We're, we're, so let, let's try to let's try to do this. Even though it's a quarter to four a.m., Rabbi said, let's try to put this together. So, so here's the question. Question is the final question is what does it mean lezikaron? What does it mean that the names of Kaiser are there lezikaron as a remembrance? And when you don't wear them, Hashem doesn't remember them. And when you do re- wear them, Hashem does remember. What does it mean for Hashem to remember the, the Klai Yisrael? Hashem can't forget. What do we do more by wearing these names? So let's just. So we have three questions here on the Big Day Kuna. So what are the three questions? The three questions are. Three questions are. We seem to have the Tarsus back to back. Two different contradictory ideas behind the Big Day Kuna. Either you make the Big Kuna says sees the Big Day Kuna says make the clothes l'chaver l'sifaris. For glory, for splendor, they should look nice. The kind of should look nice. That's what the one pasuk says. The next pasuk goes on to say, make them to be them, to consecrate, to elevate them, to, to upgrade their status. The two different ideas. So they're there for the kind of to look nice. It's there for the kind of to be nizkadish. Second question we asked was the order of the big tikkuna. Why are we going out of order? The spitz of the big tikkuna would seem to be the chayshin. The chayshin of the big tikkuna is the equivalent of the 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 mizbeach when it comes to. When it comes to uh, the, the the Caleb, the Mizbech by the Caleb is all about what? The Mizbech is all about, is all about, I'm sorry, not the Mizbech. The Arn Kaidish, the Arn Kaidish is Nevua, is Torah, is the Shechina, is the Kruvim. The equivalent of that, certainly when it comes to the Big Tikkuna, is the Chayshin. Why are we not beginning the, the, the Big Tikkuna with the Chayshin? Why are we beginning with the Aphite? As we asked, of all Caleb, all the Begotim, all the clothing, we're beginning with the apron. Why is the apron the one we begin with first? Why are we beginning with the Aphite? Begin with the chayshin. That seems to be where the spitz is. And finally, what's this zikar? What are the stones? The stones, Hashem sees the stones. Hashem remembers Kala Yisrael. Without the stone, Hashem, Hashem forgets. All these questions we have to try to put together now. So l'chaim everyone. L'chaim to Hashem. Try to put this together. Let's begin with the first question. What are the big tikkuna there for? What are they there for? Are they l'chavit l'sifaris? Or are they l'kacha l'chahanoyli? Mm-hmm. Are they so the kohanim should look nice, or are they there to be mechadish the kohanim, to be mechad the kohanim, to make them higher than to to, make, to elevate their status, to, to consecrate them, to make them holy? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? The answer is it's both. Wow. It's both. It's, There's a duality. Yeah. There's two different ideas going on with the and that's what these two psukim are actually coming to represent. Back to back, mm-hmm. we could say. Pardon me for saying it, Rabbi Yisai, Tzvei Dinim. There's two Dinim, two aspects going on in the Big Tikkuna. One aspect is to make the Kainam look nice, and the other aspect is to make them elevated, to make them consecrate, to make them raised above the rest of Kleisel. What is that? But let's, it's very easy to say Tzvei Dinim, Tzvei Dinim, Tzvei Dinim, two different aspects, two different Dinim, but, but you gotta, you know, you gotta be able to back that up. You gotta be able to, to um, Exactly. Tell us what that means exactly. So it begins with the following. The Gemara Nadarim says something fascinating. The Gemara Nadarim says, who, who are these Kaihanim already anyway? These Kaihanim are working the base of Mikdash all day long. 
They're bringing karbanas. They're lighting the menorah. They're cleaning the mizbeach. They're putting the, 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 the showbread on the table, on the showbread table, the shulchan. Who do they represent? Who are they working on behalf of? Whose agents are they? Are they the agents of God or the agents of the people? Are they our representatives or God's representatives? And the way that the Gemara phrases these two options, these two choices is shluche didan or shluche tirachmana. Are they representative of us or representative of God? And the Gemara there has a debate. There's a debate in the Gemara. Are they representing us? In other words, let's appreciate what that means. It's a lump of in the Gemara. Is it that like we're sending the Kainam to represent us? The Kainam are going to do our work. They're bringing Karbanas on behalf of us. They're lighting the menorah on behalf of us. They are doing the, the upkeep, maintenance, and the daily functioning of the base of English on behalf of us. It's like really Kleisel's job and they're representing us. Or, no, this is Hashem's house and Hashem's um, <laughs> exactly. It's Hashem's house and Hashem's jobs, Hashem's duties, Hashem's chores, chores, and these are like Hashem's butlers. Hashem's butlers. It's a totally different way of looking at it. That would be Shluchei Derachmana. There are two different opinions in the Gemara. Hashem doesn't need all these. Hashem doesn't need anything. Sure, Hashem doesn't need anything. Hashem doesn't need anything, but that's a different discussion. Of course, we know that Hashem doesn't really need anything, but, that's, that's but, there's, but there's, we do things for Hashem nevertheless. Um, Hashem has an interest, Hashem has a desire, Hashem has a will, even though Hashem doesn't need things. Um, so Hashem has an interest in, in, in living and residing here. fulfilled by Yohanan, who represents... That's right. So the Gemara has a question. How do you look at the Kahana's role in the Beis HaMikdash? In the Mishkan of the Beis HaMikdash? Are they Shluchet Derachman or Shluchet Didan? Are they Hashem's butlers, Hashem's help, or are they our agents? You know, we send them to go work in the Beis HaMikdash. So there's a debate over there in the Gemara. And we know that when it comes to these types of machleksim, see, even though in halacha we have to go one of the two, and it makes an afkamin halacha, the afkamin that it makes over there is if the person says that I avow myself not to get any benefit from a certain kayin, is he allowed to bring your carbon? That, that's a halachic um, difference that it makes. But when it comes to hashkafa, in other words, the worldview, the philosophy of, of, of Yiddishkeit, the outlook of Yiddishkeit, the lessons that Yiddishkeit has to teach us, we know that there's really no such thing as a debate in the Gemara, and all opinions are equally valid, they're all speaking on different levels. Which means, the way we look at things hashkafically, the way we look at life religiously, the way we look at Yiddishkeit Yiddishly, is that, as the Olam is correctly sensing, they are both true. The Kaihanim are both Shluchei Derachman and Shluchei Didai. They are representing the Rebbeinu Shalom, and they represent us. And let's appreciate what that means. They appreciate, they represent us, and they re- represent the Rebbeinu Shalom. What, what does that mean exactly? That they're our agents and Akash Baruch Hu's agents. It means, it means, that on, on the one hand, Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants to, as, as Yosef Ari was just pointing out, Hakadosh Baruch Hu definitely doesn't need things, but he has an interest, he has a will, he has a ratzim. He wants to be Mesgali here. He wants to show up in this world. He wants to share himself with this world. And he has to do it in a way that's not going to destroy this world. And this, this, touches, this connects very much with what we were talking about last week. We were broadcasting from Eretz Yisrael last week in Parshish Truma. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to re- reveal himself over here. He wants to show up over here. But he has to do it in a way that's not going to destroy the world. Because if the infinite shows up over here in the realm of the finite, that destroys the world, it's going to destroy us, destroys everybody. He wants to show up over here. 
To show up over here requires an approach. It requires going in, 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 in a disciplined, structured, but gradiated way. It requires steps. It requires degrees of separation. And one of those degrees of separation for Hashem to show up over here is for Hashem to have agents. Hashem's not just going to, you know, start schmoozing with us, start, start talking with us, and start chatting with us. Hashem is not going to invite us out late night, Thursday night, to go have a bowl of chalant with him, right? Is it Hashem's not going to invite us out for chalant? No. No? Last week, Thursday night, I was out having chalant, and uh, we're going to probably be hearing about this trip there so for a long time. The island probably is getting Margish that already, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, Thursday night, Rabbi, say, last week, a week ago, I was out with David Reber. David said to me, you know, we hang up in the, I came to visit in the mirror for Thursday night. He said, Tati, this is, this is a place to go for chalant Thursday night. We, Pounded night saved together. We managed to pound it. I learned with Dove for about 20 minutes. And then we decided it was time to reward ourselves. So I said, Dove, where do we go for Chalant? So he said, Tati, this is where you go for Chalant. Anyway, so that you go with Dove and Reaver for Chalant. We get together for Chalant. We have Aaronson's Chalant over here. It's a world famous Chalant. So that's what we do together. With the Rebbe Shalom, you can't go out for Chalant with Hashem. You can't. I, Hashem wants to reveal himself. He wants to be Mescala. There has to be intermediaries. There has to be an emtsoi. There has to be a medium for Hashem to share himself with us, for Hashem to relate to us. That's the kaihana. Shluchei dirachman. The kaihana are there to be a medium, a step above us and a step below the HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that way, the Rebbe can relate to us through the kaihana. He can send us atonement, kapara, through the kaihana. He can send us parnasa through the kaihana. That's the shulchan. He can send us Chachma through the Kaihanim, that's the Menorah. He can send us Nevuah, Ruach HaKadosh, through the Kaihanim, that's the, that's the Arn Kaidish. Shluchei Tirachman, that's what it means that they're butlers, they're agents. They're Misharsei El that's Hashem working through the Kaihanim to get to us. That's one aspect of the Kaihanim, and by extension, one aspect of Big Day Kahuna. But the other aspect of the Kaihanim is Shluchei Didan. They're our agents. What does that mean? They're our, what do you mean they're our agents? Hashem's agents. Hashem wants to represent himself in this world, in this world. He has to do it through a medium. What does it mean? They're, they're our agents. The answer is, we recognize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is here. We recognize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu needs to be recognized. We recognize that Hakadosh Baruch Hu needs to be honored. We recognize Hashem is so awesome. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hashem is so amazing. It's our duty. It's our privilege and our responsibility. To be mechabed, mechadesh, and to be oivet Hashem, to serve Hashem. That's what we have to do. Hashem, His will is to reveal Himself to us. Our will, our rights, and our responsibility is to be mechabed ourselves, to serve Hashem, to, 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 to acknowledge Hashem, to thank Hashem, and to have avoid as Hashem. That's what we do to Hashem. That's our job, to be mechabed Hashem. And the best way for us to do that is, to, is, is how? There is a private, there's a personal way of serving Hashem. And every single one of us has their own personal way of serving Hashem. How do we serve Hashem in a personal way? Through davening, through learning, through doing mitzvahs. We say thank you Hashem all the time. That's how we serve Hashem. Thank you Hashem. Thank you Hashem. That's very good, excellent. That's personal, that's private. But there's a public communal way of thanking Hashem as well. And that's the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash represents something from our perspective as well that's us serving the Rebbein us acknowledging HaKadosh Baruch Hu, us taking all of our essence, presence, and energy, 
and serving the Rebbeinu on a communal level, on a national level, and that's bring korbanos hakadosh baruch hu, being mechaber Hashem, giving Hashem honor, giving Hashem glory, giving Hashem deference and respect. And when we do that, <clears throat> the way to serve Hashem properly is to send not just the schleppers. We don't send the schleppers. We don't send the the street people. You're going to serve Hashem on behalf of humanity, on behalf of Klai Yisrael, which is our job. You got to do it in the best way possible. What's the best way possible? You got to send in the elite. That's the Kaihanim. The Kaihanim represent Klai Yisrael's elite, Klai Yisrael's highest station, Klai Yisrael's the, the creme de la creme, the spitz. If we're going to serve the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, we send in the Kaihanim. That's why the Kaihanim are the ones working in the, in the Beis Hamikdash. Not only that, Rabbi Yisai, which Kaihanim work in the Beis Hamikdash? Not just any Kaihanim. The kind of already the best, the elite of Klaisro, the highest of Klaisro. But, but let's say you have a Kaihan who has, unfortunately, a mum. He has something the matter with him. He has a psul. A psul nazichos or a psul in his physicality. He can't work in the Beis Hamikdash. Because that's not Kavit HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, 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 us sending the Kaihanim to, to bring Karmas HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is us being Mechavr Hashem. Yeah, You're going to send... That's right, but if we're sending someone to go be our delegate, be our representative, you got to send the best guy, the best specimen, the best representative. That's why you send an A, the Kaihanim, they're the elite. you got to send in the Shlemim, the Tzmimim, not the Valei Mumim of the Kaihanim. You send in the cream of the crap. That's Shluchi Didar. That's the second aspect of the Beis HaMikdash. The second aspect of the Kaihanim is us sending Kaihanim to go be Mechad HaKadosh Baruch So it's amazing. Half of a fellow. The Kaihanim are doing two roles at the same exact time. Shluchi Dirachman and Shluchi Didar. They're Hashem's medium, Hashem's intermediary for Hashem revealing Himself in this world. And they're our medium for us being Mechad HaKadosh Baruch acknowledging and praising Hashem. And what marks them and sets them apart and makes this, gives them this role of the station is the Big Day Kahuna. And this dichotomy, this duality shows up in the Big Dikuna as well. And that's why you have these two psukim back to back that we noted earlier. What are the Big Dikuna all about? One Pasuk says, Make Big Dikuna, Lechavru Lesifares, for honor and for glory and for splendor. This now goes on right, on, right after the Pasuk back to back says, Vazu's Big Dikuna, to elevate Aaron, to be Machan, to make him into a priest. So which one is it? Are they nice threads, a nice suit, so they should look snazzy and have a nice zoot suit? Or they, are they there to upgrade the Kayhanim, to elevate them, to promote them? The answer is they're both. Because of the duality of the Kayhanim, you have the duality of the Big Dikuna. That's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, that's Shluchei Derachmano. Hashem has selected the Kayhanim to be his intermediary, to reveal himself to, 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 to humanity through the Kayhanim, because you need a medium. So you have to upgrade them, elevate them. So Hashem can use the Kayhanim to reveal himself. And then we taught us, we're sending Kayanim to re- be the, 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 the best specimen, the best representative of humanity, to be Mechavar Hashem, to be Mashra Hashem, to be Oyvar Hashem. That's Mechavar Sifaras. We're going to send our best people forward. The best people have got to be out there to represent us. We have to dress them nice. We have to dress them for the part, dress them for the occasion. That's Didan. That's when they represent us. And that's why, well, let's wrap up with this. We'll, that's why we begin with the Eifoyd. Avni Zikar, we asked one more question about the Avni Zikar. We don't have t- enough time to answer that one. But the, we still have the big Dikuna going out for Freedom of Mitzvah. Some remind me, we'll get back to that in the coming week. But the Eifoid, why do we begin with the Eifoid, we asked? We should begin, begin the big Dikuna with the Chayshin. We began the Mishkan last week with, 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 with the, with the 
Aren't Kaidish, the Aren't Kaidish, that's the Kruvim, the Shechina, Nevoah. So the Aren't Kaidish is the, the Kalim, as the as the Chayshinus of the Big Dekuda. Why are we bring the Big Dekuda with the Ephai? Why, why the Ephai? Why the apron of all things? Why not the Chayshin? Teretz is the Ephai. If you learn the Pesukim, Rashi very clearly, it's clear the Ephai had one function. The Ephai's function was to put everything together. The Ephai tied everything together. The Ephai tied the Me'il together. The Ephai connected the Chayshin together. And the Ephai had ab- its own Abnezi card that linked, that had the o- its own names of Klaisar that linked up with the names of Klaisar and the Chayshin. Rashi himself says Ephod is a lesson of Le'epod. Le'epod means to tie, to connect, to be Mechaber. The, the idea of the duality of the, of the Big Day Kahuna and the role of the Kayhan, Le'kacha Le'chanele, the Shluchei Derachmana, they represent Hashem wanting to reveal himself, and the Shluchei Didan, they're our representatives of us being over Hashem. The key to putting all that together is the Ephod. The aphoid which ties, which connects, which links our avoida together with Akash Barku's Gilui. And that's why we begin the Big Dekuhuna with the aphoid, because again, the, the essence of the Big Dekuhuna was to be able to have both of these ideas going on at the same exact time. And that was the whole job of the aphoid. The aphoid is about tying, connecting, being the chaber, and that was the side of putting both ideas together. So again, just in summary, the Big Dekuhuna have a duality, a dual role that they serve. Because the Kaihanim served this dual rule, dual role, Lechavad, Lechifaris, and Lechach, Lechanayli, Tzvei Didim Taka, two different Didim, two different aspects. They are Hashem's emissaries, Hashem's agents in being that medium between Hashem and humanity to reveal Hashem to the world. They're our agents in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, putting our best men there to represent ourselves. And that's what the Big Day Kahuna did, and that's what the Eifod was connecting for the Thank you all for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. Yes. Yes. Since it wasn't that one thing that put the whole thing together, since it was.